Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith. In today's episode, I was joined by Lorena, and we discussed the values of work, her transition from school in Brazil to America, and our spirituality, and what we um, find common ground on and what we don't. It was an amazing conversation. I had such a good time, and tune in and enjoy. Do I still got time to grow? Things ain't always set in stone That be known, let me know Yeah, it's bad funny that you say that Cause like, I just had two podcasts with people who produce music And like, they're mm-hmm. like, this is weak <laughs> Like, they're like, you gotta, not like in a bad way But they're like, like when I went to Felipe, he was like I was listening to your podcast, I didn't even think you had a mic, because there's a thing called gain, and like, he did not mean it in a bad way at all, like, yeah. he was trying to help me, because he's like, I'll give you mics and stuff like that, yeah. but, um, like, gain on a mic is the amount of sound you let in, and when I, yeah. I'm usually, like, this mic's designed for one person to talk, like, oh, yeah. have you ever looked at, like, a legit podcast, like, I don't know, like, Joe Rogan level stuff, like, you've ever watched a YouTube video or something? Not really. That's wild, but, uh. Yeah, they all speak into an individual mic, and then this oh. is an audio card, and then all the mics plug into there, and then oh. that's what would happen. But so like, then, like, the quality is much better, too. Yeah, but I'm skipping that step and, like, just using one mic, trying to pick yeah. up all the voices on it. And it's been working, like... No, honestly, you can hear everything just fine. Yeah, and they gave me a bunch of good tips, both of them, to help, like, make my sound sound better. And the, also, the other thing is, right when they see me open up Audacity, it's like a... This is a free editing software. They're yeah. like, that's also tough to use, yeah. you know. But hey, it is working, and like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fix something that's not broken, you know. Yeah, no, honestly, and like, it's more casual. I feel like your podcast. Like, I know you're gonna like want to take it like a few steps further too, cause you, and you should. But like for right now, I feel like it's really nice. It's really cool what you have like going on. Yeah, and having a such a mobile setup is awesome. Like the Honestly. aspect of going to people's home is so wild to me, and like it it adds a whole nother layer just to like the personal part of it. You know, like for sure outside of people listening to it, it, like it just like it's making Marlboro really feel like my home. You know, uh, like it, yeah. it's wild though, it, like because yeah. it really is like. Cause now when I drive down the street, like I'm looking like down that road, down this road, like I've been there, I've been in that home. Yes. I know what this area is like, you know? That's just, actually awesome, dude. That's it's so, so sick. Like this is helping, like people are like, you're helping me so much. And like, you don't realize how much this is helping me, you oh, know? <laughs> dude, like, that's adorable. I love that. <laughs> I was kind of surprised seeing you just like get a backpack out of your car and I'm like, is that it? Like I was expecting really? to like carry like boxes or something. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So people have like polar opposites reactions they like don't even expect a mic like they think it's just a computer too that's so funny it's no funny. i i kind of expected like a little setup but yeah yeah well this is what it is it's there we working go. no it's nice <laughs> i bet yeah but it's been awesome it really has like it's this has been so fun like i'm so glad that i made this decision to do it you know oh yeah I'm really just dive into it and i'm really proud of you dude like like i told you at Tess's grad party, I think. I'm just so proud to like see you use your platform for something so beneficial to so many people too. Cause like Thank it's you. not even just beneficial for you. Like so many people get to like see other sides of like their friends or people they went to high school with that they never knew. Like you know. Yeah, it's eye opening. So 
and like so cool. I'm like my goal for this is not like it's not my platform you know what I'm saying like this is everybody's platform. yeah no exactly so and nice. it's oh it's been awesome like there's just so many good vibes that come with it like yeah. I, it's like hard to not be like it's hard to have a bad day you know what I'm saying like for sure like no like and in my schedule I've been telling like people are always like oh I work this time when would we do it and I'm like I do it at night anyways mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I end my day with this because this is like my favorite part of my day oh that's <laughs> so cute dude I'm so proud of you Thank you, thank you. But um, so you've been putting in work at Wellies, you said. Just now, you finally have like a a nice friend group out of there. Yes, yes, and it's so good because we just laugh the whole entire day. Like we do our jobs, we help each other. Cause like because we pull tips, we're always checking on each other on each other's tables too. You so split like, them. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we pull tips, so like everyone has to do like a really good job because then at the end of the day we all split it anyway. So mm -hmm. the better we do, the better tips we get. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just everyone helping each other out and just us laughing the entire time. We have the most, like, fun bartenders there, too, and they, like, make the worst dad jokes the whole entire day. <laughs> it's just so nice. I love it. It makes work enjoyable. And when, when yeah. making money is enjoyable, like, yes. life is, like, carefree in yes, a sense. Yes, and I look forward to going to work now because, like, I'm going to see all my friends there. Like, in the beginning, it was just, like, me and a few other, like, What was the beginning? When did you start? Um, In January, before quarantine. Uh-huh. So, um, I'm kind of like part of like the OG Wellies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like in the beginning it was just like me and like two other kids that were like younger, but the staff was super nice too. Like they like accepted us like so well into like their atmosphere. And now that there's like a lot of like younger people, ooh, I don't even know how Wellies is going to stay open. Like we're all going to college now. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I think about that because a lot of businesses are running on college students yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Wellies like literally hired like 20 new kids just this oh, summer. Boy. Did, it's gonna were they be not crazy. thinking about it? Um, Wemi, our manager, is literally freaking out. He's like, oh. are you going to college? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's really freaking out about the schedule, but they'll be fine. I think they'll be They'll fine. figure it out. Yeah. And everything happens for a reason. Like, I don't know. Maybe they'll have people who step up that they didn't even realize, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, that's so awesome to have a work group that's your friends. Like, I remember at New Horizons, I worked there for so long. Like, you said you're an OG. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was working there for so long. Like, I was a part of, like, an OG group, and then that faded away, and they all went to college. Like, because yeah. I started when I was 14, so, like, I was that's really crazy. little. That's crazy. That's awesome. And, like... So I was a part of that group, and then like a whole nother group of people who considered them the OGs too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they all come together. Like I went through like phases, and it was yes, wild. Like for sure. And each one was so fun, and like I always have, always have enjoyed doing like minimum wage jobs. Like they're just so fun. Honestly, yeah. And the ability to bounce around, like a lot of people right now, like they get a job and they're like, oh, I just have to do it because I need to be making money. But like it's kind of like why you know just bounce around like do what you want to do honestly like i've worked in places that i absolutely hated going to work like i remember getting out of school and being like oh my god i have to run to my job now eat in like 15 like minutes and start my shift so like um duncan's i was pretty excited because it was my first job yeah but then i started to hate it like absolutely <laughs> hate it because um i don't know it was just the people that worked there not that like i had problems with anyone it was just the the job it was kind of stressful uh, yeah people get uptight about their coffee yes and like the customers are so rude for no reason customer like, service is so hard sometimes it really is and it really depends on like where you work too so like i get it that like people in the morning they're cranky before their caffeine <laughs> yeah but like you really don't have to be that rude to people that are serving you you know what i yeah. mean people are like 
I was talking about this with Justin today. Some people are so unaware of others. Yeah. Like, not in a bad way, but, like, in the sense that, like, they just don't even think about other people. Yes. You know? And it's, like, not like they're being rude on purpose, but they just literally aren't thinking about it. So, people. like, it's, like, they're just ignorant to it, and it's not their fault. It's just that they never had to be in that position, yeah, too. Yeah, and so. that's, like, that's, like, what growing up with siblings is and, like, working with For people sure. and, like, group work yes. is, like, you have to realize <laughs> that it it's a whole, like, there is group effort. Like, you said, pooling tips, like, that's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Because... That's, like, genuinely, you guys are a team now. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, Yeah, and we have to, like, hold each other accountable for their jobs, too. And I bet you got, like, you're all friends and it's tough love, but I bet you get on each other, too, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. The boys in the kitchen, like, they hate working in the kitchen. Like, they do it every day and they're super close. But, like, they fight with each other all the time. Like, we go in the kitchen just to, like, grab the food to our tables and we just hear them screaming at each other and we're I like, bet. oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, but I really feel like everyone should work in either retail or customer service with like food at least once in their yeah, life. I agree with the food. I Just love like working get in a restaurant. With, yes, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that shit, like even though I was in an elderly home one, but then when I was working for a buffet company, like that, like I don't know what it is, like serving food and like the hustle of it. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so yes. fun. It, it brings me gratitude, honestly. Like, yesterday I posted about it on my private story. I'm like, guys, I had a party of 24 adults with so many drinks and so many plates, and I actually remembered everything, and I had to, like, separate their checks without asking, like, oh, what did you order again? And yeah. I was so proud of myself because I really awesome. did it. And just, like, memorizing everything and, like, their orders, too. It was just, it was really, really, like, um... How can I say it? Wholesome, I guess. I was really happy. After that's awesome. And like, that's like all your hard work paying off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like hitting like, that moment. Yeah, I felt like the people that trained me too, because I remember them having these huge parties and I'm like, how did they do it? And like, I finally did. And I'm like, oh my yes. God, I'm turning into them. Every job's like that where you're yeah. like, you see the final, like when I started working at Target, Griffin was showing me around and he knew where everything was like by like numbers. And I was like, yeah. how do you know this? And like, by the time I left after working three months there, I was just at that point too, you know? Exactly. And it's crazy yeah. like how that happens. But yeah, I really want to work in food services when I'm older, like for a while. Yeah, it's really, really good. And just like seeing the customers, like the regulars that go there and building relationships with them yes. too. It's so nice. Like there's these two twins that always go in there um, in the Hudson location more specifically. And every time they see me, they're just so nice to me. Like, we became friends. They told me about their crazy diet they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it That's brings awesome. me joy seeing them there. I, I like, can completely relate because I started this job delivering ice. And, like, I didn't even – I was, like, at first I was, like, oh, this is lonely. Like, I'm in a truck <laughs> all day alone. And But then I started getting the same route every, like – like, I have, like, three routes I rotate, and, like, now I'm boys with all those people who own those exactly. stores, you know, and it's it's so funny. Like and you just, like, build relationships with your customers, and, like, you never thought you were going to be that yeah. person, but it just happens, and it's so good. It's, yes, bro. Jobs, jobs are the way. Like, if you're not working, like, like, I'm telling you, the, like, when I started, when I got a job at Target, I wasn't even really thinking about the money. I just needed a job. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, I just exactly. needed the concept of doing something <laughs> no honestly like my parents never like because i understand like some um like mostly like immigrant families and everything some of the parents really rely on their kids income to like help mm. out with bills and everything but like my parents never asked me to like work or anything be 
for that purpose. They were just like, I think you need like a responsibility in your life and it's going to be good for you. And I was like, okay, I started pretty late. Like I started, my first job was when I was 17, like right after I turned 17. I mean, that's not late really. I mean, I don't know. You guys all get jobs at like 15, 16. I, I was like, it depends I'm, on the I'm a bum. <laughs> it depends on the, I wouldn't, don't call yourself a bum because no, you, like, you work I, your ass off like, now. And, like, yeah, for sure. I just felt like that at the time. So when no, I finally I got a job, I, I like met a new side of myself that I didn't even know I had. Like, I'm so responsible with my job and everything. Like, usually when I have to, like, go meet my friends or something, I'm always the last one to get there. Yeah, I'm so yeah, late yeah. to everything. School, even. Like, when we had to go to school, I didn't really care that much. But with my job, I'm a completely different person. That's wild. So responsible. Get there, like, super, like, early and everything. Do everything I need to. I, I honestly can't stay still when I'm working because I feel like I'm earning money for nothing. I need to be doing something That's, all the time. I completely relate with what, like everything you just said I relate with. Yes. I don't know what drove me to get a job though. Like, I don't know why. Like, ever since I could get a job, I felt like I had to have a job. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. just, I don't know why I had that, but like, I'm so glad I had that. You know for what I'm saying? Because sure, like, yeah besides all the money like there's so much i've learned outside of yes like and I, I feel like i could legit run a business based off of what i've learned outside of school you know for sure and it just brings you that sense of like responsibility and like something that's yours that you don't really depend on other people you know and yeah and like a ton of life skills like a ton for sure. and talk like talking to so many different walks of life like this is what i love about marlboro i have worked with immigrants from everywhere like yeah. absolutely everywhere and they've told me like they everybody loves talking about their life story in a good way like mm -hmm. they want to share that and i've learned so much from just that too you know yeah. and it's just like and like in doing so you appreciate your own life a lot because like i realized how fucking lucky i am through working no, you know honestly honestly and like honestly when i came to marlboro so like when i was living in brazil and my parents told us we were gonna like how back, old were you when you moved over here i was f 15 and a half holy shit yeah i didn't realize it was, it was you were that old it was kind of rough not gonna lie but why uh, I, so like living there, I spent like all of middle school there. Uh huh. So like my best friends in the whole world oh, were all course. there. Like my whole life was there. I didn't mean why. Like no, yeah, no. Like, I'm just I totally curious. get yeah. it. Yeah, no. So like, um, I moved there when I was nine. So I stayed there until like from nine until like fifteen and a half. Wait, moved where when you were nine? I moved to Brazil when I was where nine. Where were you first? Here. I was born here, and I lived in like Shrewsbury and Westboro uh -huh. until I was nine years old. And then um, my mother's father, my grandfather, he passed away. And no other one of like my mom's siblings could move in with my grandma at the time uh -huh. to help her. So my mom was like, no, I'm going. Like, I don't know why I'm still here. I'm just going to go to Brazil. Um, and at the time, my parents didn't have their green card yet. They were in the process of being like legalized. So mm -hmm. they, we really didn't expect to come back. We just went to Brazil to help my grandma. And I thought I was going to live there the rest of my life. That's wild. So then, yeah, two years into moving in there, they finally got their green card. And then there was a possibility of coming back, you know, for like college or something. But it was like... Down the line. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. So, um, yeah, I spent my six years living in Brazil. So it was like, I really like... It's like the meat of your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I really like... I'm practically matured in Brazil. Like, everything, like, the important firsts were all there, you know? Yeah. 
That's wild. Yeah, all my friends and everything. So I came here in the middle of freshman year. And you did not like it. Freshman year was really, really bad for me. Like, in the, it was just hard for me to, like, make new friends, you know? Of course, yeah. I was such an extrovert in Brazil, and I was just so comfortable with everyone because we grew up together. Mm -hmm. And, like, the school system is kind of different there. So, like, here we have different classes for every subject. There we had one class for all of the subjects. So, like, the teachers were the ones that, like, went into different classes. That's interesting. So we'd get, like, very, like, very close as a whole class. Yeah. And the classes would change each year, so like you'd still be like friends with the same people, uh -huh. but like you'd get to know more people in your grade, you know. Mm -hmm. So we were all just like super, super close, and I was like the class representative at the time. Like oh, I was super wow. involved too. So to like go to a completely different school where I had no idea who anyone was was like very like difficult, and yeah. I kind of became really shy when 100%. I got here. hundred percent. It was like, so hard for me to make friends. Starting high school is hard just in general you yeah. know like that change from middle school to high school is wild and to change countries at the same time like Dude, i cannot it, even oh imagine my God. that do not recommend <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time it really helped me grow but that's the thing that i was gonna say and i totally like sidetracked i'm so sorry no such thing as sidetracked but um yeah when i when my parents told us we were gonna move back i thought i was gonna go into like an all-white school like all american i was only uh -huh. gonna speak english and everything so when i got into marlboro high i'm like how do half these people speak Portuguese? Like, yeah. there's literally, like, what? Did that make you feel more comfortable? Yes and no. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I was kind of... School's there, too. Like, whenever we got a new kid, like, because everyone already knew each other, they were a lot more receptive, too. So, like, they would notice the new kids a lot more. Yeah. Here, we get new kids, like, every month in school. Yeah. So... Um, was your school just a lot smaller? Yeah, it was, like, a private school. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So, yeah, everyone just knew each other. Um, but, yeah, like, when I got here, I was kind of expecting, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I I was, I kind of wanted it to be more receptive in a way. That's why, like, I kind of signed up for the mentoring program, too, like, my senior year. I was like, I don't want people to feel the way I felt because it was very, very lonely. And like I you were just thrown into the mix and you had to figure it out. Yeah. And I don't blame that on anyone. It's just the way it's always been. And, like, we don't even notice it. Mm -hmm. But it was really no lonely. Like, no one... I would walk into, like, my new classes. No one would ask my name or whatever. They'd just be like, oh, the new kid. Like, yeah. you know? No, I totally get what you're saying. Like, especially in high school, you kind of don't do those icebreakers anymore. You kind of yeah. just get into school. And, like, if yeah, you're not... Yeah, everyone just minding their own business. And, like... If you're not a part of it, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, and I honestly don't blame them because, like, you can't really expect someone to do that if, like, they've never really been asked to. Yeah, I get you. But, yeah, it was it was pretty hard. But eventually I did make friends and I started feeling more comfortable. But, yeah. What year would you say, like, you were getting more comfortable? Like, you said freshman year was bad. Are you saying the whole year was kind of hard? End of freshman year, I started like having a few friends. I got into like a friend group where like I was really close friends with like one or two people there. But then when I would sit in the lunch table, I would just feel so left out because they never they just had like their own conversations. And, and they're talking about things like they did on the weekend, yeah. and like you weren't there, so you're yeah. like, oh, no. And I just sit there in the corner, <laughs> just eating my food quietly. So like I was, that's when it like started getting a little better because like I was starting to get to know more people sophomore year I became friends with the seniors so when they graduated I was like okay I need to find a new friend group <laughs> start over again uh-huh so 
So I was like just jumping around. Each year I had like a different friend group, honestly. Hmm. But it was good for me. I had to like. You're versatile. Yeah. Know how to know how to <laughs> enter friend groups now. For sure. But yeah. Are you worried about going to college at all? Honestly, no. I've been looking forward to this for yeah. so long because it's just gonna be a, a new slate for everyone. I'm not gonna be the only new kid there, you know. A hundred percent. And so good. we're all starting from this crazy position, and like yeah. I think everybody's just gonna be excited to be back to like somewhat of new, like normal life. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. And like today we had an information session, and like the directors were telling us how testing is going to be on campus, like dining and stuff like that. And like, just to see all the questions on the group chat and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm really not the only one in this position. I'm yeah, so grateful. Yeah. It's going to be really good. And I'm honestly not scared to go to college. Like, of course I'm going to be like kind of sad to be away from my parents every day, Yeah. but I'm really not. I feel like I kind of need a change. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was having this conversation with my parents, like, I was at a point where I was like, I don't want to go if I'm just going to be in my dorm room doing online classes. Like, I get that there's going to be people to meet and stuff. And they're like, no, you're going. Like, because there's a lot of things you don't even realize that are yeah. there, you know? And I was like, all right, all right, I'll listen, I'll listen. Yes, and there's going to be more too. Like, sometimes maybe you're going to have, like, hybrid classes and everything. And, like, just seeing other people in the hallway too. And, mm -hmm. like, the possibility of making, like, lifelong friends. A hundred percent. Oh, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you're going to UMass, correct? No, or... I'm going to WPI. Oh my god. I knew yeah. it was, the color was red. Like, <laughs> yeah. red. I knew it was... No, you, close. UMass was my second choice. But, um, so close. Wow, yes, I forgot. You are a genius. No, stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want to go into? So, for, for right now, I don't know if I'm going to change my mind later, but biochem is my major. And I'm a pre-med track for sure. Like, I definitely know I want to go to medical school after. But I chose biochem because, like, they were offering a really good scholarship for that major too. And honestly, the prerequisites for pre-med are going to, like, overlap with the requisites for biochem anyway. Mm -hmm. So might as well just get it all over with. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you were very good at high school. Like, you were had very good grades. Do you, does school come naturally or was it, like, you had to work and, like, didn't enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you enjoy it and it came naturally or did, yeah. was there a lot of parts you didn't enjoy and just had to grind it out? I don't know. I've just always been very like hard on myself with grades and everything. My brother, not so much though. <laughs> <laughs> like my brother's super smart. He doesn't really put that much effort into it though. But I'm, I've always just like really liked like getting good grades and everything. And I'm harder on myself than my parents are hard. Like they expect more of me now because like they know how my personality is yeah but they never ask me to get like amazing grades or anything because like some parents are like yeah. really strict about grades and they're like if you don't get higher than a b like you're gonna be grounded or something my yeah. parents were never like that it's just i don't know it's, it's crazy because you see a lot of those kids who get good grades are kind of their parents are kind of like that like they don't care you know what i'm saying yeah like it's the ones who do care where you start to have like a weird dynamic and then yeah next thing you know grades kind of start to go yeah, and I honestly feel like you shouldn't really impose that on your kids because, like, when it become, becomes an obligation, it's not really enjoyable mm -hmm. anymore. And honestly, school isn't for everyone. Like, my brother is super smart. He just doesn't put the effort into it because it's just not his thing, you know? Yeah. And I totally get it. Like, dude. School shit. is also, like, school is a crazy setup right now. Like, yeah. six hours a day, expected to do three hours of extracurriculars yeah. and then do homework that's at least an hour. Let's be real, yeah. at least an hour. 
that's like and i don't know you just you're creating robots yeah <laughs> like, literally and honestly it just shouldn't be that way because that's like not everyone has that aptitude and it shouldn't be like that like that's why no one like, does because you see the kids who do good stress the fuck out like yes yes well, un- our close friends <laughs> i'll like, be real like yeah there's been moments when like freshman sophomore year i was hard on myself and like i was like you gotta grind like this is high school this is mm-hmm. short time and then like, <laughs> like once i started seeing like people not breeze by but like just do the best they can and still go to good colleges i was yeah. like all right like just do your best but like don't worry about the grade and that's like my grades obviously went down a little bit but yeah. i was happier you know what i'm saying like I was, sure. and that's all i really cared about during high school was kind of just I don't know. I don't, I don't like stressing about things. Like, I never had, like, stressing about things. Yeah. I stressed more about school in Brazil. Like, really? Like, I feel like school there was a lot more, um, a lot harder, more strict, That's I what Tiago would say, too. Yes. No, dude, you have no idea how insane the school system is there. Like, especially, like, um, at least, like, for my school and everything, for, like, private schools, they teach you everything about every subject. So, like, here we have different levels of, like, so if you're not good at calculus, let's say, you can take a CP yeah, course. Yeah. And if you're really good, take AP or something. There, no. Everyone is at the same level, and you got to know everything about everything. It's like honors and AP all of the time for all subjects. And it's insane. Like, you have to know everything about literally everything, and it shouldn't be that way. So when I came here, it was just a breeze. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I was pretty relaxed. And then junior year, it started getting a little harder, but I was still relaxed. That's dope. But, yeah, that's fine. My grades went down a little bit, but I was happy. Yeah. Did you like how school ended, kind of? Like, did you like that kind of online portion of it, or were you not a fan? Not a fan at all. <laughs> not looking forward to college, like online courses in college. Online just isn't my thing. Yeah, I've been taking an online course this summer, and I've realized it's not my thing. Like, it's just like, it's weird because there's still co- like classroom aspects to it, but like, just not being in person is a curveball. Like, you do yes. not, like, you don't even, like, I can't even explain it. Like, it's just, like, I have a group, and I meet with them all the time, and we meet in, like, breakout rooms and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's, and, like, we talk and stuff like that, but it's just, I don't know, it's not the same, like, it just is not the same, and, but that's gonna be the new normal, I guess, and, like, we'll learn to compensate with that, but. Uh, no, I don't want it to be the new normal, though, like, I love going to classes and in person and take notes yes. and everything, I love that part of it, and just, like, talking to the teachers, too. It has been more helpful in a sense because, like, now if I'm trying to talk to someone in class, like, it's, like, you can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they make you mute your mic and shut up. Like, <laughs> like in class, like, I was, there's nothing to stop me from talking to someone. I remember know? dude in bio. <laughs> <laughs> that, if I had anyone who would just listen to me and, like, have a conversation back, like, I would, there's no chance of me doing well in the class. That's like, that's so just how funny, it works. I can't. No, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't really like online classes and just having to do like all the activities online too. Yeah, we didn't really have classes either. I don't know about you, but I didn't go to any of the Zoom like meetings or anything like Absolutely that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I went to one in the beginning because I was like, I miss seeing everyone's face. But yeah. then after that, I'm like, no. Like the bio ones because they weren't yes. even worth there just for fun. Yes, yes, literally. But no, yeah, I mean, I, the worksheets, it, it just was pointless. Like, I, I feel didn't bad anything. for our calculus teacher, but I did not go to any single one of her yeah. like, sessions. Honestly, like, COVID saved me in terms of calculus. Like, for sure, dude. <laughs> I got the worst grade I've ever gotten in, on a test in my life. Me too. And I was about to have to start doing test corrections on it. 
like that week and we had another <laughs> test coming up and I was like starting to bug about it a little bit because I'm like okay your grades actually like struggling now and like I was still like you're in college so it doesn't matter like you're there yes. but like my mom is always like they could like she always would freak me out about little shit she's like oh they could still see your final transcript they could oh still see and I'm like ah oh, like I, I should keep it together a yes. little bit but COVID saved me because I like I let it go like no, I didn't honestly, do anything COVID. Dude, after I got my letter of acceptance, I was just like, why are they giving us this much work? Like, we really don't need to be going through this. Like, we already went through the hard part. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, COVID did save me in that too. Because like, I was slacking so much at the end of the year. I was just unmotivated to go to class. Yeah, I did it to myself too. Because like, the AP classes. If I could go back and do high school different, I do not regret anything I did in high school. But like... <laughs> the best way to do it, I would have taken like QCC classes, only sure. honors classes. Like, the AP test did not help me. Like, it didn't help me that much, you know? Like, there's a few that helped me, but like, overall. It did yeah, not help honestly. Me. If I could, like, just not take math or English AP tests, I would be fine. Because, like, the science ones were okay. Mm -hmm. And the thing for me is just the structure of the class. Like, the class is where a teacher loves to teach and a student actually wants to learn, is what I like. But I don't like when a teacher is forced to teach based off a test and I'm forced to learn for a test. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Miss Riley was one of my favorite teachers because of the anatomy classes and Miss mm -hmm. Fest too. And be and Miss Sawyer. All that whole yeah. like that whole trio were my favorite teachers because those classes were just them loving the subject and me also enjoying the subject and yeah. like just learning to learn. Like anatomy and anatomy one, anatomy two, biotech. I feel like I had another class with Miss Riley bio infectious diseases no. I Sawyer taught that I think I guess not because I had bio with Miss Kishinsky but like wait you weren't in my bio class freshman year no honors bio I was in petty coat that class was lit <laughs> <laughs> dude but I swear I thought you were there who was there then Sean Barlow yes but th there was one of his friends that sat right next to him I'm trying to remember who that person was though I have no idea. I swear I thought it was you. Nah, I didn't have Miss Riley for bio. Dude. Just AP bio. My mind is blown. I really <laughs> thought it was you. <laughs> That's so funny. But like those classes were my favorite because it was literally like just learning to learn, you know? And like anatomy, like yeah. the subject of anatomy is just so interesting I to me. I love anatomy. Anatomy was so sick because... I don't know. The human body just fascinates me. Yes. It really does. Honestly, that's why I'm going into medicine. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do in college because, like, I have so many interests when it comes to science, you yeah. know? And, like, I could go anywhere with it, but I'm going to start in just environmental science because that's, like, the yeah. grant. Like, no, that's the overarching. No, you have so much time to decide, too. Like, there's really no point in deciding right now. And, like, a major's not going to define my career. Oh, yeah, you no, know? for like, sure. I could do... Like once I have the major, you can do whatever you want. You know. I want. I was thinking of majoring in psychology with a pre-med track or something like that's just awesome. completely different. But WPI doesn't really offer that. So. What. Psychology like, as a major. Oh. That's yeah, interesting. I think they offer it as a minor, hmm. but not as a major. Did you take it in high school? I did. Yeah. With who, Miss Georgie? Yeah. Did you listen to my <laughs> with <own>? Kathleen, you <laughs> mean yes. <laughs> oh boy, jeez. You, you said you listened to the one with Tess, right? Yeah. Did you hear us talk about Miss Georgie? No, dude, I'm in like the middle of the oh, episode. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not have... 
It wasn't bad things. We were just speaking the truth about yeah. her class. And you literally are already sharing the same attitude about mm -hmm. her. Like, that, it was you and Kathleen. Dude, I absolutely love Miss Georgie as a person. As a teacher, I don't know how I feel about it. I just think that, like, the psychology is such a fun class. And, like, it has so much, like, fun aspects about, like, the subject in general. But I would sleep in every single class. I would just like take naps because I was so tired from like working and homework and everything. Yeah. And, like it just wasn't a class that would make me want to stay awake. A hundred percent. And that's how I felt. For me, like I took AP History 1 and I really liked history. Like my freshman year of history mm -hmm. was dope. And then I was like, all right, I actually like history. Like I'll go into AP History. And I, Miss Pavanka just killed that. Like she, like she already like just the uh, work. Her, like, her one goal was just to move her way up in schools. So, like, she wanted to be a principal. She didn't yeah. want to be a teacher. But she was going to go through all the checkpoints to become, a, like, a perfect teacher to be, like, move up. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ, I believe <laughs> um, just, just go over it, don't <laughs> So, like, that already kind of, like, diminished my love for history. And then I went to Miss Georgie's, and I was like, all right, maybe she could save it. But then it was just, like, <laughs> God. it was just, like... She wasn't putting effort in, so I didn't put effort in it, and then it was just clashing, because, like... It's I, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Like, we would watch Crash Course videos every every class, and I would just sleep, because, honestly, if I could watch it later at my yeah. in my house, like, why would I watch it now, you know? Yeah, and the thing with her is you could tell she likes the subjects, it's just... Here's the thing with, like, history majors I've noticed is people love history, go into a history major, graduate, come out with a degree in history, mm -hmm. and don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, what? You either go to a museum or mm -hmm. a place of history. Like, or you teach it. Yeah. So then you have a bunch of teachers yeah. who love this t subject but don't like teaching, which is very important. Yeah, and that's so frustrating, too, because, like, I can imagine that they, like, their passion and they just want to pass it on to students too and I feel like most students don't appreciate history that much either yeah. so like it's not very a very popular subject it's interesting though because a lot of kids like learning history on their own like going into yeah you know, I yeah because we're taught history from an American's perspective but with YouTube and like the internet you can learn it from anyone's perspective now you know and like that's so much greater yeah, no, and honestly, that was one of the things that, like, I noticed the most, like, history is taught so different in different countries, too. History, geography, For everything. yes. Yeah, geography. Our maps, like, make... Zero sense. Yeah. Zero sense. <laughs> like, I literally remember in math class, a girl arguing with me because of, like, continents and everything, and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, I just wasn't taught that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for me... Um, the Americas is one continent. That's how I was taught in Brazil. And then it's divided in North America, Central America, and South America. Yeah. You guys just divided North America and South America. Like, where does Central America yeah. go? Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Because, like, it's not and South America. And we blow up America. Like, we made America way bigger than it is on our maps, you know? Yes. It's, we are not as big as it, yes. it appears. And, like, I mean, we were just... I always said this when I was growing up. Like, yeah, they're telling me all these things about history, but... I didn't see it, like, I don't know, you know, like, it could all just be shit they're telling me, and it's crazy, because now, like, you'd be, like, seen as, like, you're just bugging out, you know, but yeah. now people are like, oh, crap, that's, like, real life, you know, things are coming out now where it's like, oh, they weren't telling us the truth, it's like, why would they if they had the power and they want to keep it, like, they could tell us whatever the fuck they want. Honestly, like, they just want to control the population, make it, like, easier, like, just 
tell everyone something that they want us to believe, you know? Mm-hmm. It's wild. That's how the school systems are built, I guess. Yeah. And, like, here, history, too, here, it's, like, so focused on, like, the USA history. And, like... And all, every single white male that took a part of it. Yes, dude. And, like, in Brazil, our world history was so big. Like, we literally had one chapter of Brazil's history. And, like, we learned a lot about it, but, like world history was the big thing like we literally broke down world war one world war two like I, I know like details about everything and like because that's just how they taught it like you know yeah like oh my god the roman empire and everything it was like oh my god so cool to learn yeah. about and they oh. taught us that shit in like sixth seventh eighth grade when you're not gonna like actually resonate with it and understand it you know like they tell it to you yeah. when you're not gonna remember it and then when you get to high school and it's the shit you are going to remember for your life. They just spew out every fact about America. And it's yeah, like, and right. it's honestly kind of boring, not going to lie. For sure. I if love about the same thing. Yeah, I love learning about like world history. It's just so much more interesting. Like countries dealing with other countries and like the policies and everything. So cool. So yeah, that, I feel like that's why I didn't really like history here. You know a teacher that really made me love history here in high school? Miss Knight. I never Miss had Knight. her. When she got um, pregnant and everything. Oh, she was STEM, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, she was a STEM history teacher, yeah. Yeah, I've met her. She, yeah, she is very nice. And people do all so say nice things cool. about her. So cool. And her classes, she would like um, do like little debates with us and everything. That's divide awesome. us in groups. Like class debates. It was so, so cool. Mm. I loved her class. Dude, STEM teachers have it. Like they're... Yes. That's going to... That concept of STEAM, which is like incorporating arts into it too like that's the way we need to be heading and i'm so happy to see schools noticing that for sure you know? yeah that's kind of why i chose wpi too they're so stem based and everything like classes and everything it's just like stem that's awesome yeah that's dope like i'm so excited because of that like i'm so excited because i wasn't in stem here but it's always like been my thing i love like doing projects and like just learning about a subject learning, yeah yeah like i that. love it we're, we're coming to this turning point in history where like you don't need to memorize anything because it's all at your fingertips. Yeah. So now we need to reform school to teach kids how to use information, not how to remember it, you know? And, like, that's what ste STEAM and STEM or whatever is. Like, that's what it's all about. And yeah. Like, no, oh, I absolutely yeah. agree. It's awesome. That's so true. And I cannot wait to see, like, schools just be taken over by it. I personally don't think that's exactly how we should be doing things i still think there's a lot to change mm -hmm. but that's definitely in the right direction you know oh yeah for sure just imagine like when our generation is gonna be like the, are gonna be like the teachers and everything yeah it's gonna be it's I, so cool i was talking about this with uh stevie d when he's giving me a haircut like how our generation has lived through a time period where the parents real like our parents had tough upbringings because their parents were like a part of the Great Depression and like mm -hmm. World War Two and stuff like that. So they were just living like all that anger and hate they had in life was going into their kids. Oh. And then our kids realized that part of life they did not like and wanted to change that for their kids. But like there was still a sense of like being tough love. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. our generation really gets that. And now the generations under us, like they're coddled, you know? So mm -hmm. I think our generation has literally had the perfect like time period where we we were treated right but we weren't babied you know like yes no for sure and i have this discussion so like so often with my dad because like he's like oh your generation's so soft and everything like you guys can't take jokes or whatever and like um you guys had it all handed to you and i'm like 
oh, sir, <laughs> I am so sorry. It's not our fault. Like, it's not our fault that we have all this access to technology. And like, you guys gave it to us. Mm -hmm. We just had to learn how to handle it. And like, the thing is, I feel like our generation, like, he usually talks to me more about it, like, about, like, emotions and everything and, like, being kind of, like, soft and everything's like, That's, oh, you're canceled or whatever, but, like, oh, at the same... Oh, culture? Is that what you're talking about? Kind of, but, like, he's, he's like, dude, my generation got bullied and everything and we have to get over it. And I'm yeah, like, look where you all are, angry. Like, exactly, <laughs> like, you guys literally needed therapy and you didn't know it. Exactly. <laughs> you guys all had to deal with mental illness in silence and now that we're more open about it, you guys don't like it, but it's just it's, the way it is now. It's wild, like, people who grew up in a hard life and then they tell you, like, you're living, a, like, you grew up soft, it's like you're holding... It's weird. They're like holding on to that upbringing they hated. Like they have yes. pride in it still, and like I get it. Like you have to have pride in where you came from, but yes. when you realize it's wrong and you fix it, like why are you still holding on to exactly. it? Exactly. And honestly, like I feel like therapy would help their generation so much because they really did have like tough upbringings and everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't take that away from them. It just made them like strong and like who they are. But if they like really realized like the mental illness that was so present in like their parents themselves and everything, they just would have avoided so much more, you know? Yeah, mental illness and like mental health that needs to be at the forefront of learning. Like, For sure. At the forefront. And I'm honestly so happy that our generation is like more open about it. Like so much more people are like talking about it, talking about their own problems, cause like like I see that a lot in like my dad's family and everything like they're so closed with their emotions like whenever I go to visit my grandparents um they don't really say like I love you or whatever like they show their love in different ways and I totally accept it because it's just the way they were raised yeah. too so like they don't really like hug or whatever but like I still show them love the way I was taught and like it's completely different from my mom's side of the family too because they're so cuddly and open and screaming I love you <laughs> to the top of their lungs and like you know it's just so different and like they've always been like my dad's side of the family always been like so silent and like closed about their emotions and like so you funny. really don't need to be that way you know it's weird because like that's my mom and dad's sides too you know yeah and not in a bad way like like you said like my dad's side of the family just shows it. You don't say it really. And like my yeah. mom's side of the family doesn't say it either. Like mm -hmm. no one in my family says it. We don't, we don't say it. Like it's weird. We just, no one says it. Like, really? I don't know. I just grown up with that. And like, I'm cool with that. Like, it, yeah. it, you, you know it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah. have to keep reminding them. Like, yeah. and, but like my mom's side is very nice to each other. And yeah. like, my dad's side is also very nice to each other, but a lot of jokes are based out of like roasting each other. And, yes, like, exactly. Each other. And, like, yes. It's funny and stuff, but what you're saying, there is intent behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you say like, oh, you put on a couple pounds and like make a joke about it. Like it's not out of the blue. Like, like Jake was talking about this last mm -hmm. night in our podcast. Like you saw something to make you say that, you know, mm -hmm. and then someone registers that in next thing, like it hurts a little bit, you know? Yeah. But it's all out of love, too. Yeah. There, there are times where you joke about shit like that, and then there are times where you, like... It hurts. Yeah. But also, you can, like, approach it in a non-joking way and, act, like, get your point across and be like, this is, like, because yes. I care about you, you know? Yes, and for sure. And that's just as important. Honestly, yeah. I, even more important, actually. Like, I, if there's something wrong with, like... I, like... 
whatever aspect in life honestly like if you have a problem with someone or if you just want to like alert them of something that's wrong you should just like be upfront about it and don't like try to like just yeah walk that's what i learned it. like just be literally transparent but be transparent with truth like and in a way that like you can get your point across without completely like disregarding the person's feelings yeah and yeah. like don't play to egos like when you try to like when I would try to tell someone like how to fix something but try to not hurt their feelings yeah. you don't get your point across you know and it's like if you say it how it is but you're saying like when I tell someone something like to help them I'm like this is all out of love like I'm really trying yes. to help you here you know like and if they take it as I was talking about this with Angie White like she was like a lot of people hate what I say and she's like they just hate it because it's the truth and they mm -hmm. can't hear that yet because they're not truthful with themselves and like that's yeah that totally resonates with me i see that like when someone's not being truthful to themselves like they can't hear someone trying to call them out you know for sure and not yeah. call them out and put them on blast like call them out like to get them, them to snap grow. back into it yeah, yeah. no well, honestly communication is just key in everything in life and releasing emotions like yeah. like your dad said like we're soft for releasing emotions but it's almost like I don't like that word soft. Like it's like, what do you? Everyone has emotions. Why do we got to keep them under wraps? You exactly, know what I'm like, exactly. That's why I try to like make my <laughs> get my point across to him, but he just won't understand. I guess because yeah. he wasn't brought up that way. A hundred percent. And like, I mean, over time it yeah. might happen and stuff like that. But. No, but don't get me wrong. My dad is the person I admire the most in the world. Like, I my dad's like life story is just insane, and I don't know how he is the person he is today with everything he went through. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just. He, uh, I love him so much. He's the person <laughs> I look up to the most. What and aspects of him? Just his strength in general. Like, he went through so much. And honestly, like, I'm surprised that he's so, like, healthy emotionally and mentally, too. Because, like, all, like, the... So, like, everything in life, dude, his life was just pretty hard. And he's still an amazing guy. Like, he literally came to the U.S. when he was, like, 22 and he didn't know how to speak english at all how to learn it like at his jobs or like watching tv and things like that and just that like courage like i don't have that courage that's me in like three years that's like going to china and having hey. to learn mandarin oh sorry hi dad it's me and ed hey hello we're making a podcast i don't think he heard me but yeah like that's funny you were just talking about him now he's here yeah no and like uh, his life story is just amazing. So many aspects of it. Like, people that would, like, take advantage of his kindness. And he'd just have to, like, deal with it. And, uh, I don't know. He's yeah. just a great, great guy. That's awesome. And, yeah. like, it's so important to have role models in your life. Especially yeah. so close to your life. Like, oh, yeah. having someone in the home, that's, like, yeah. not rare. But there's a lot of people who don't have that, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's awesome that you do. Uh, yeah, no, I'm so grateful. We're like our little support system because like when we lived here before like our whole extended family is in Brazil Yeah, so we've always just been like the four of us, you know, that's awesome. That's so, so cool. yeah Yeah, Did, no, I'm very grateful. Would you say COVID like strengthen your relationship or was it ever even weak? Like do you? I don't think it was ever weak honestly that's like awesome. we've always been like super, like growing up my parents were always like you can tell us anything. We're your best friends. We just want to be here for you. And, like, that's how it's always been. That's dope. And, like, 
I'm not gonna lie, like you're the most one of the most positive people I know. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> but that makes sense that you have this like solid yeah. base at home. Like people who aren't positive out in the real world, like you ask them about their home life and it's not like this, you know? Yeah, no, and I'm so grateful. Like honestly, they really set the bar high for me for like what I expect of, of my future marriage, of my future like family and everything. Like I wanna give my kids at least half of what I my parents gave me. Cause Honestly, the, just the base, you know, <laughs> that they gave me was amazing and everything I am is because of them and just like how they raised me and I'm so grateful for that. Just our whole relationship as a family is so good. Like whenever we have like family trips or whatever, it's so fun. Like my mom is the funniest person I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's just great. I love it. That's so dope. And like, it's interesting that you, you know it's from what you guys all went through together, you know, yeah. like a lot of families who don't have that bond don't deal with anything together. They're kind of mm -hmm. like set up in a way, you know, and then they yeah. go off in the world and feel like it's them versus the world now. Yeah. No. And like, even like the hardships too, like our parents never really, um, like they never really passed that on to me and Gus. Like they would always like be like, oh, your brother's older than you, right? My brother's younger. He's 16. Really? Yeah, he's just really tall. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they never really passed on the hardships to us. Like they'd always like give us a sense that like God was taking care of us and everything was going to be okay. You're a very religious family. Yeah. Do you believe in Christianity? Yeah, I do. Like I believe in I was actually talking to Sean about this the other day and like conspiracy theories and how like life was created or whatever. But yeah, I do believe that God exists and that like he takes care of everything he's in control it brings me peace to you think believe that in your faith in control yeah like everything happens not so reason. much like i'm not so religious like what the church tells you i'm more spiritual but like what i, I feel and like totally what God, relate like i know? just pick the parts that resonate with me yeah don't have to take the whole thing yeah know? there's so many rules that humans created and like they just say that that's christianity and, and honestly like, like <laughs> yeah just doesn't work with me and when when countries are forming like governments took control over oh yeah with for religion, sure you know like they for took sure. advantage of it but there are a lot of religious people who are in it for the right reasons yeah, no, for sure. And I have so many, like, role models, too, like, my youth pastor. Like, whenever I have a problem, I love talking to him about it. And he just gives me, like, the the sense, like, like what I needed to hear from God, you know? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe in a lot of things that Christian Christians believe in as well. Like, mm -hmm. the concept of everything happens for a reason and, like... Yes. Like you said, like talking to those youth pastors, like the sense of community, like there's a, that's what yeah. I really love about churches is the sense of like, we're all there together. Like when I went to church, like everyone knew each other's name, yeah. like you were all talking all the time. And like, I, I really do agree with that. And know? everyone's just there for each other too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. It really is. Yeah. And do like, you believe in like life after death? things like that I believe in some crazy crazy stuff like really <laughs> yeah, like and it's taken me a while to get here. like I'm telling you like it might not seem like this but like my whole life has been trying to figure out like you know what I'm yeah. saying like honestly same not yeah, I, I, think I it's can relate to that yeah you know what I'm saying like I've always just been like what the hell like just questioning absolutely everything and looking into everything mm -hmm. and like I finally hit a point where there's a like I hit a feeling like I hit this point in my life where I was feeling like it 
the world just like changed in my eyes. Like it literally physically changed in my eyes. Like mm-hmm. uh, everything was just so like all I feel is love and like I'm only happy now. And like yeah. then I then I looked into spirituality for what that reason was. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of people are like, oh he found this happiness through religion and stuff like that. Like oh he's just another person like kinda like a hippie and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is fine. But because I kind of am a hippie now, yeah. but like it's like I found happiness and then went and looked for like what made it happen. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, good for you, Ed. <laughs> That's so awesome. And like I can kind of like relate to that. But I, I don't know. My parents like I've I was like born into church, so like I've always I've always grown up just knowing that like God exists. He created me. He's controlling my life. He's just looking out for me. <laughs> like you know. And like now that like you grow up and you mature and you just see like really different aspects of life and I don't know I feel like God has been very present in my life like you can see like points in your life and you're like wow that was literally God protecting me like there's no other reason why that would have happened Mm -hmm. and like just just things you live through and then like later on you like remember it and you're like oh yeah no that really needed to happen for a reason like I didn't understand it at the time but it needed to happen and you just realize it later that's that's where I don't believe in Christianity in a sense is I don't believe in a God controlling all of us. You know what I'm saying? I believe mm-hmm. in the concept of we. Alright, I believe in the concept that we are all our own gods. We created our lives for ourselves. When we were reincarnating and entering a human body, we saw the friends we were going to make, we saw the families we were going to pick, we saw where our life was going to be. And when we enter that body, we have no idea about those choices. And through your life, so you're saying God protected you in this sense. Mm-hmm. When I when I'm protected by something, that's not God. That's my higher self. So I'm not my body. I'm not my mind. I'm not mm-hmm. my emotions. I'm a spirit using this like a vehicle in a sense to mm-hmm. get to other spirits in a mortal world. So there's a high. We're all controlled by higher beings, mm-hmm. and there's the concept of free will. But you have feelings to do things. You have like you feel like doing this, you feel like doing that, and when yeah. you go against that feeling, it doesn't usually work out because you're going off your path a little bit in a sense. But when oh. you listen and follow your higher self, that's when you're protected. That's when you see that things happen for a reason, and that's when you see like you're making connections with people you need to, you know. And like that's, that's awesome. what I've been believing in, and like finding, you know, like it's not like yeah. one God watching all of us. It's yourself watching you, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that's what's really resonated with me. That's awesome, dude. Like, I've never heard that perspective before, but, like, I can see your point of view. Like, you know, like, I understand it. Yeah. That's awesome. But I don't know. To me, it's just always been, like, the one God in control, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like our human minds are way too small to, like, understand the concept of just God and just being that huge and, like, you know? Like, that amount of power. Mm. It just... Like, I think our brains are like, way bigger than we think. I, think. I feel like we're way too small. We can't comprehend it. I think we can comprehend absolutely anything. I think our, I think we discredit our body and mind. I think really we are we are superhumans, bro. Like what we would consider to be superpowers, like we are all capable of doing. It's done. We're still talking. <laughs> it's okay. Do You're you want to say hi? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, like we can't comprehend like. God, like what God is. Yeah. Like, I think we can though, and like I think once 
like these conversations is yeah. how we get there. You know what I'm saying? Like I think we feel like we can't comprehend it because we don't talk about it really. Like once you have a set of beliefs, you yeah. just live that way. You don't yeah. try to talk to people who think differently. And like yeah, no. And honestly, I love having these conversations. Yes, it brings me where, joy. Yeah, it's where growth happens. Yeah, and like, for sure. I just want to say this. Like another thing that I don't agree with in Christianity is so. When you're praying and you're asking for things, you're asking for Jesus, right? You're not talking to God directly. God's the only way you can have a relationship with God is after death, and that's after making a relationship with Jesus. Mm. Okay, so I'm not super religious, so like I don't really know like what to me like from what I understand is like you accept that like Jesus is your savior, and like you get that. Um, so like there's really nothing you can do to go to heaven as as yourself there's really nothing you can do like you can do all the good deeds in the world you're still gonna sin and everything because it's just our nature so once you accept that like jesus is like your savior and he's the one that saves you that's just your passage to like heaven you know i guess like your belief in him and just like your faith mm-hmm. but i don't know when i pray i i talk i believe that i'm talking to god like, you know, because, like, God, Jesus, and Ho- the Holy Spirit are, like, basically the same person. So, they are the same person, actually. Like, the same being, but just divided into... Th- that concept is so hard for, like, me to grasp. But, like, I kind of understand that there are, like, three pillars of that one being. Yeah. But they're all the same. So, like, when I talk, like, when I pray, I'm just praying to to that. Like, all three of them at once and God itself, you know? So when you when you need something in your life, are you asking them to help you? Honestly, I pray in a sense that like, God, if it's meant to be, just let it be your way. You know what my heart wants, but if it's not meant to be, if that's not what's best for me, because you know what's best for me, then just let it be your way. Okay, so yeah. I present like what I, I want agree with that. to happen. I really do agree with that. But not what I like need to happen you know mm-hmm. what i mean because sometimes i think i need something but it's really not what's best for my life mm-hmm. and i feel like god knows what's best and he's gonna just show me a better path mm-hmm. yeah and if that is the best path then it happens and i'm like oh, okay my heart had the right <laughs> intention <laughs> yeah. i totally get that and with me i see when i see people pray they're asking for things a lot of the time yeah and like the biggest thing with me is like stop like asking and hoping like just do it you know what i'm saying yeah no exactly a lot of people are like so you don't believe in a god what do you believe in like i said we are all our own gods like i worship Mm -hmm. myself like all Mm -hmm. like i am everything in my world you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you're everything in your world like Mm -hmm. when you wake up every day like you're every day of your life who you gonna be with yourself you know like there's no other person that can help you get like yes there's people can help you along the way but Mm -hmm. day in and day out like do you believe in like a guardian angel or something oh like that? yes i believe in archangels so mm-hmm. they're they're beings who went through so we live this is what i believe in we live in a seven density consciousness so we are a share everyone shares a consciousness we yes. all are each other we all came from the same place we all share this consciousness honestly we, i agree with that yeah so we're all when i say we are all our own gods we are all one god there is one god and mm-hmm. he is using this universe in t- like like a science experiment in a sense uh-huh. and he 
or she. I can't be like it's not. Yeah, no, it's no the, gender. the being. There's no gender. Yeah, it's exactly. A, a like being. when I say God, I don't I, like. like I, hate that I, I don't say that. Yeah, it's, it's just what we were like taught. Thing. But like when I say God, I don't imagine him as just a man. I just it's imagine him as like a, a light being. being. You yes, know what I mean? Light, and it's wild that you say that because there was never there wasn't any love in the universe until the big bang happened because light is love and like when you yeah. think of, oh my god yeah when you think of like it as an entity like mm -hmm. an entity i only think of god as a light and i hate that yes. i say he but it's been instilled in my brain like it yes. really has and like i'm trying yeah, to but i think that. of god as a light too but um, like whenever i pray and i try to like imagine me talking to him i just imagine like light and like stars and everything bro historians and stuff used to clown on old um old civilizations and stuff mm -hmm. for praising the stars as, go as gods but they were right bro like they yeah. were right like the galaxy is our god and like so it's just the concept of the whole universe blows my mind like, yeah it's a there's a lot but the yeah. seven density things i'm saying so mm -hmm. everything in our universe is a shared con consciousness everything mm -hmm. the planets the stars everything on this mortal earth mm -hmm. so the first level of consciousness in the first density is earth wind fire and air the elements mm -hmm. they're the, they're the concept of being alive and then the second density is animals the concept of being aware and now we're in this third density of humans where we are capable of free will and what uh Archangel is is someone who's gone through third density and understood and gotten to the point of peace and awareness that they needed to to pass on to the next density mm -hmm. and now they live they're still present like they're they can control mortal earth through their higher self without a mortal body and that's what an angel I is like angels me. yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so like there's these 12 archangels who are like the basis of emotions and like they relate to chakras and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But then anyone could be an angel. It just depends on how they live their life and if they get to that point of being. Mm -hmm. So like I have an aunt who passed away who was really far ahead in enlightenment. Like she was mm -hmm. enlightened. Like when she died, everybody, everybody was like, whoa, like she just was needed somewhere else. Like mm -hmm. we did, like she did what she needed to do here on earth and like, She's helping my mom and she knows that like Jake told me a crazy story after the podcast how he said like when the power went out he didn't have anything to do and he decided to listen to my podcast before he went to bed and it was the one I did where my mom was on it mm -hmm. and he said like it was buffering it was buffering and then he heard a noise on the stairs and then it um he said the podcast my mom said like that's my sister right there and like I got chills dude he was like what? Well, he was like wow that was wild like that was wild and what she was talking about was a staircase in her heart chakra and like that's mm -hmm. the whole story like ah uh. uh no I'm listening to it right <laughs> after dude that's crazy she, you know, it'll make sense once you listen to it yeah. but she was talking about a staircase and like it's wild because I've been asking my mom like not asking but I've been like damn like I really wish my aunt was here to see this mm -hmm. part of me you know what I'm saying and she'd my be mom's so like, proud my mom's like she is like and yeah I keep wanting her to show up in my life, but it's wild that she's shown up in everyone else's life around me, mm -hmm. and like in a way that is in my life. Like yeah. I don't know, like it's it's just wild stuff like that. And that's awesome. But she's not an archangel, but she is an mm -hmm. angel, and she's guiding us all to get to that mm -hmm. to that point. And a crazy thing about angels is they could come back to Earth 
immortal bodies and know that mm-hmm. part of life. There's people amongst us who've been there, you know what I'm saying? And they come back and they're these, like, they try to teach us in their prophets. Like, that's what I believe Jesus was. Like, he was a person who reached that level of consciousness, mm-hmm. reincarnated to help teach people, kind of got lost in the sense that he was, he told everybody he was the son of God, mm-hmm. but he, we're all the son of God, you know what I'm saying? We're all the daughters of God, son of God, because, mm-hmm. like... I understand where you're coming from. You know what I'm from. saying? Like, yeah. Because we... Uh, the concept of, like, we are all one is what wraps it all together. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm you, you're me. Like, yeah. we're sharing a, <laughs> we are sharing a subconsciousness, yes. you know? And, like, that's what's been big for me. And, like, that's not what got me to happiness. What got me to happiness was just listening to my body and doing yeah. what... I just started doing what made me feel good mentally and what made me feel good physically. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I reached this heightened state. And I was like, what is this feeling? Like, I'm telling you, it literally, yeah. like... I see the world differently now and I just started Googling absolutely everything to figure it out uh-huh. and then the spirituality came to me. And like That's I'm not awesome. asking people to like look into the spirituality and get mm-hmm. to the point. I'm asking people to figure out what makes them happy, get happy, and then whatever comes after that, I don't give a fuck as long yeah. as you're happy. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, yeah, that's no, all for I sure. care about. For sure. I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree with just a few points just because of like the Christianity that I was like raised with like knowing, you know? Yeah. But, like, I totally understand your point, though. A hundred percent. And, like, yeah. I'm totally, like, I'm all The, like, to- shared consciousness and everything, like, I totally believe in that, dude. Like, there's, like, there is. There just is. And it's there, and, like, so many people don't acknowledge it. But it's, it's absolutely Why do you think there. we're taught the golden rule? Like, why are we taught to treat one another like they are us? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that even a concept that came up? It's because that's the way it exactly. is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, like... Yeah when you treat someone else well, it almost makes you feel better. Like, it's like the gift of giving, in a sense. No, I'm not even joking. Like, when whenever you just, like, help someone and you don't expect anything, and, like, in return, doesn't it make you just feel happier about yourself, like, accomplished? A hundred percent. So much better. That's why our society is crumbling, because it was... Because people don't help each other anymore. It's on the concept of take, 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 mm-hmm. no more giving, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, and, like... That's a whole other conversation, but yeah. Like what? It's just like people get so greedy too, and it's like they feel the need to like see other people like fall down and just like people have this like, like they just want to be superior and like not help each other like power climb hungry. and like grow. You know what I mean? No, we don't understand the concept that we only rise together. We're we built in a society where there has to be a lower class. You know what I'm saying? We're built in a society where there needs to be that low part. And like just so society this, can like thrive yeah and there's this big like want like oh you can work your way out of it though it's like but no you can't you, can't. you really can't you cannot and like there's people who just the whole like uh, it's it's all backwards but i have so much faith that if people just start to understand on themselves and work on themselves and get to their point of happiness like society sure. will follow like for sure we but... are built on a foundation of people being insecure with themselves and once mm-hmm. and that's what's showing in our bigger problems and like yeah. people all think we need to fix these big problems not nah, just fix yourself then help someone else fix themselves and then help them fix something yeah and, like, and it's to the point that like the thing is so many people don't get to that understanding like it's something we're not taught at all like by our society we're just taught to like bring each other down or in that like sense of perfection that's never going to be achieved like at like me like as a 
I didn't I didn't want to mention this, but like as a woman and everything, like just I'm there's social constructs in like and like it's I don't want to follow it and I don't want to be insecure about it but there's no way not to be insecure if that's like what you're being told that you have to look like you have to be like and you just we have to like egos you know what I mean and I, like I mean you try to find you yourself mean. and you try to be happy and everything but there's always that like one thing that like ugh, you're you're just not there yet you yeah, know I do know what you mean exactly and like I know what you mean and I hate in it words but I telling you like I don't feel the same way and that's because I'm not a, oh, like I'm telling you girls have it harder like you guys, <laughs> you guys have it harder <laughs> and that is a fact like girls in school are vicious and I was talking about this with yes Jake. like for no reason too like instead of building each other because up the, all this judgment comes out of girls but like you portray what you feel like if you feel constantly judged there's no way for you not to judge other people you know yes exactly and Oh, I just feel so bad like that's the way it's been and that's the way it is but it will change like I'm telling you like change yeah. is coming like, no and for sure and the thing is I feel like at least for me I'm so insecure because I don't like judging other people but then again I'm so scared like because I just don't see it that way I'm scared everyone sees me the way that like the way I don't see them egos, you know what bro. I mean literally you're, like that's the concept of just playing to egos like yeah. you don't want to I'm telling you, like, once... Uh, and it's, like, small it. things. It's not, like... It's not even about, like, how I look or, like, how I present myself. Like, most times it's, like, personality or whatever. I'm just, like... Sometimes really? I... Yeah, sometimes, like... Oh, my God. I remember in school, like, I would just stay silent because I was scared if I was, like, gonna, like, talk about, like, my opinion or something. They were just gonna think I was annoying or, like, that, irrelevant. That's, yeah, that's 100% ego. Like... Yeah. I used to say things trying to impress people. You know exactly and i hate that and like, like now i'm just saying whatever just, the fuck i'm feeling exactly just be <laughs> yourself and like if others don't like you that's their problem you know what i mean it took me so long to realize that because i just wanted to like be liked by everyone and they take a, a thousand hormonal teenagers and put them in <laughs> put one them all together put them one building and then tell them figure it out while you're do trying not to do. recommend do not uh, recommend while you're trying to figure out yourself too because you don't like you're still trying to find yourself <laughs> and then like you have to like you still have the audacity to judge others like the, and the most <laughs> mental health like learning i had in school was miss huddle when she was sick put it like or when she's there just putting on like a yoga dvd and us, oh my god like, breathing in yoga mats in a gross ass gym room like yep. and they're like all right don't you feel better after this it's like so uh, okay, so i okay. guess like <laughs> i don't know what am i supposed to feel like I would, usually i'd feel more tired like yes. you just get that nap and you just want to sleep the whole entire day and then you're like oh it's over now i have to fucking go back and literally like, oh. oh yeah no but that's exactly it but yeah it's so stupid and I hate that I was that insecure. I'm trying to like get better at that and just like see myself with a little bit more confidence because I feel like, like I said, I'm so hard on myself, but it's with every aspect of my life. I like that you said trying though, because a lot of people would have said need and like, it's tough mm -hmm. when you put that pressure on yourself. Like you saying you're trying is like, oh, you're yeah. actively working on it, but content with where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Not super content because I like it bothers me. But you get me. it, like you're yeah. getting there. Like when people use the word need or I should, it makes it makes me feel like you're putting pressure on yourself. You like you don't. Yeah, you're need. trying to like accelerate the process, and yeah, it's, it's really like, like a work in process because it's your mind, mm -hmm. you know. And like it takes so much will to like control and like know what thoughts aren't really you and like what you know. None of your thoughts are you. 
It, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Not yours. They come and go. You ever hear the saying, um, people don't have thoughts, thoughts have people? Like, that's, that's wow. how I think of it. <laughs> no, I've never heard it, but that's mind blowing. It's like, the, like when you actually like stop to think about it, yeah. that's it. Oh, I thought that was my microphone. That was just no, no, upstairs. yeah. But, um, so you've been listening to, you know, I've probably been having the guest pick the intro music and stuff like that. Have you Oof. thought of a song? I've thought of a song. I thought of like Streetcar, but the Daniel Caesar version, because whenever I listen to it, it just makes me reflect so much on life and everything, and it just relaxes me. That's awesome. Is it like the rhythm or the words that get to you? Both. That's dope. Cause it's like, weird, because like when I, I used to never really listen to music, because I, when I play it, I would still just think over the music, but then oh, once yeah. I got to this point of like peace and happiness, mm -hmm. I listen to music, and the songs that I love the rhythm of, the words like really resonate with me now you know no for me it's always been the lyrics that was a big thing like i never really cared too much about rhythm if the lyrics really spoke to me or like i could relate on them i immediately loved the song it's interesting we like yeah. worked backwards yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but this is great like i had such a great time and like oh, i'm I love happy. doing this and yeah like, um you've been a supporter since literally the, the yes. first five episodes <laughs> where it was me and vitor talking trying to seem smart me, Sean, and Stemple talking The biotech about. one was so good, okay? I appreciate that. No I, on that honestly, one. I was kind of proud of that one. Cause it, like, it was so good. It was so interesting. <laughs> it was kind of fun to do that one. Oh. But we were literally just spewing out what Miss Sawyer taught no, us. Like, that exactly. And like I had the same class, but like a different period. So yeah. like whenever whatever you guys would say, I would like talk to pretending I was like in the conversation and like just give That's my point. Awesome. Oh, it was so good. But, but yeah, I really appreciate your support. Like you've been of like a, you've been a day one. Like no, really. I'm just so proud of you, and I'm so like I'm so happy to finally be a part of it too. That's awesome. I'm and so like, I was so excited uh, for this. That's dope. <laughs> Weird. Peace the cab and I paid my fare See, I know my destination I'm just not there All these streetlights glow